W263AI Murfreesboro. W270AF Murfreesboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Folks, welcome back in. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. This is the Action Line on a beautiful Friday morning as we welcome in our next guest. You know her from Sunday mornings. If you're up bright and early with us, you uh, catch Outreach Ministries from 6 to 7 each Sunday morning. It's Carol Dudley. Carol, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So how's it feel to be here on another day? You got Sunday mornings locked down. We got you in on a Friday. It feels wonderful because I'm here <laughs> to, to talk about a good cause here. Wonderful. We like to uh, do that here on the Action Line, highlight some of the great things in our community that folks might not know is happening and, uh, you know, some some great ways to really make an impact with the folks we share our community with. Carol, I'm going to turn it over to you for a minute to kind of discuss your vision, your outline, your mission with Outreach Ministries. We here at Outreach Ministry trains individuals with several disabilities, adults and teens in our community. We are here to help change the lives of our loved ones. We want to make a difference in our community by helping the ones that's disabled. God created all of us in his own image, and this is so dear to my heart because I have a son that has a slight disability, and I've worked with him and several others trying to give them life skills, trying to teach them how to live productively in our community, and just teaching them things that some of us take for granted, like teaching them how to cook, teaching them how to clean, teaching them just the basic life skills that we all need. If there's anyone out there that would like to contribute or um, do fund, or do a fundraiser or or anything of that nature, we would really appreciate it. Remember, God created all of us. He created all of us in His own image, and I'm trying to give these teens and young adults a chance. We want it. We need to make a difference in our community and in their lives. So if there's anyone out there that will be willing to come on board and have an impact in their lives, please feel free to call me at 615-554-4486. Again, the number is 615-554-4486. Absolutely love what uh, what you're about with this, Carol. And I, I know on Sunday mornings, as we got to know you with Outreach Ministries, the uh, show in the morning where you take calls and um, you know talk about different ways that uh, Jesus God has impact people's lives and and you know change people's lives for the better. And it sounds like that's what you're trying to do. And um, you know maybe you know folks who who maybe get left behind or are not thought about as often, folks who maybe struggle and people don't you know look at them and say. 
um, you can do everything that we can do, but that's just not true. They they can and they deserve to. Um, how did you land on this as something you're so passionate about? You mentioned you have family who struggle with disabilities, um, you know, but there are so many different ways to impact the community, and you've chosen this one. Talk about you know why you landed on this and and what it means to you personally. I landed on this, Nick, because I've worked at my son's school with people with Down syndrome, autistic. Um, a variety of people with disabilities and they just became so close to my heart because working with those individuals seeing how they have a, a passion and a goal to to do what they need to do it just touched my heart so i worked with disabled adults at the library before in Antioch before uh, the pandemic and before Corona hit I've worked with um, several of them on my own and I also have t-shirts that God put in my spirit to to um, to say faith trust believe and, and then on the back it says in God and with that being said the Holy Spirit led me to to put that on the shirt and I, I have a fundraiser uh, for them and just have a lot of good things in mind for um, the people with special needs. Talk about maybe the uh, specific age of kids you work with, Carol. You mentioned young adults. Are we talking teens? Are we talking kids in high school? Maybe adults who are out of high school? Yes, that's a good question. I'm speaking of the teenagers and the young adults with with um, special needs. And what are some of the activities, some of the life skills uh, discussed that you know maybe that you work with that that you try to implement? Um, you know, you mentioned some things like getting a part time job, cooking, cleaning. Um, you know, daily responsibilities. Talk about some of the things that, that you promote and that you try to uh, help and, and engage with these uh, young adults and, and adults. Well, first of all, I always tell them they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. That's Philippians four thirteen, And my goal is to, like, try to reach out to companies that will give them a chance, like, if you have any um, thing like as far as um, putting boxes together or um, if hospitals um, want them to wipe down balance or walls or whatever, I'm just reaching out to any company out there that will be willing to help them um, become more of great citizens in just have an impact more in our community because to me people with special need adults are looked at as secondhand citizen only because I have a son and I've 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 did everything I've always been an advocate for him and several others and I know there's a need and I just really pray that the community would stand up and 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 have a have more of an impact for them and teaching them how to, like Nick said, um, cook and um, clean. And it's a lot of things for them out there to do, but we just need to reach out more to them. 
And, you know, for folks who can imagine, if, if you don't have a job, if you, uh, you know, I mentioned the thing you're trying to get away from and, and to steer from is, is kids sitting at home, young adults sitting at home all day because people think there's no jobs for them because there's nothing for them to do during the day and they kind of sit there. Uh, many of us, if not all of us, could say that, you know, we've done a lot of sitting at home over the last year for the pandemic and you can mm-hmm. see how that put a strain on us just for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the life that they are asked to live more than not is is to stay at home and you know kind of occupy yourself until um, somebody gets home for you. So you know can understand how that could be stressful. It could be defeating. It could be a, a lot of things. And and what you're trying to do is is give them a chance to fill that day with with productiveness, um, right. getting a job, making money, right. uh, interacting with people is one that right. you know a lot of us have been not able to do as much. And, and you look at um, folks with special needs, especially who are older, that's something that they don't get a lot of is interaction with people. And that can make such a difference, as we know, mm-hmm. just from dealing with the pandemic and not seeing people, you think, wow, this is this is hard. And that right. that's, you know, regular life for some people. And like you said, you know, with the pandemic, just think about the pandemic, how a lot of us was inside and really couldn't do much. Well, keep in mind, even before the pandemic, we had a lot of students that would get out of high school and they would just have nothing else to do. The parents, it's not a lot of resource out there for them. The parents pretty much would just let them be at home and they just sit in the basement and they, they're isolated because there's nothing out there for them. So this program is going to get them out the house teach them how to count money and and so they could be among each other and it's just a lot to it that I'm I'm trying to do here so I'm just praying that there's something or somebody out there that can help well, that's a great segue to our next question would be how can people help um you know parents with special needs children um or parents who don't have special needs children, people who don't have kids at all. I feel like everybody could help. Everybody could be a part of this. Talk about uh, ways people can help. Can they donate their time? We'll start there. What can they do with their time that might be helpful? Well, if you can, um, if you if you have an organization that would um, help us with fundraising, fundraising um, that can help us with um, some funds so we can contribute to uh, the programs that we have in place for them, um, it's a lot of ways you can help. Like if you have uh, catering service, they can maybe help with um, bagging things up or just giving them a chance, like a cleaners, if, if the cleaners will be willing to let them come in one day a week or something to, to um, like, hang clothes up or or what have you like i noticed kroger's and Publix. i noticed them two companies they always work with the um people with disabilities and those are the only two that i really know of right now that help um you know people get them out the house but it's just they're limited to how many that they can hire as well so this program that um, the outreach ministry program is really going to have an impact on our community. And if you look at the outline for a Kroger, a Publix, things like that, you look at you know some of the things that they're looking for that they can implement and and have these kids, these young adults do. We look across the board at anywhere, and you say, well, there's those jobs everywhere you look. I mean, every every single business has that kind of job that that you know kind of thing that they could work on. 
Um, so if you're hearing this and you're a business owner or you work somewhere, you're in management, if you you know have any kind of pull as far as that goes, maybe something to think about and talk to your staff about is, um, hey, there's a need out there for this and, and where can we find some work? Where can we find, even if it's a day or two a week, you're not asking for 40 or 60 hours a week, right. but a couple days a week, couple hours a day. And again, um, you know, get out of the house, interact, uh, learn some social skills, learn some new skills, skills. things like that. Um, something else you mentioned off the air I wanted to brief on was a space. Uh, a workspace. So talk about that. What kind of workspace do you need? Why is there a space needed? And I'm thinking maybe a church, um, different buildings, you might have an extra office or two. That's kind of what you're looking for. Absolutely. Because right now, like I said, before the coronavirus hit, I was uh, taking them to the library and they have rooms inside the libraries that um, you can, you know, not rent but you know available space that they was allowing me to use but it's it's limited you know and you can't really do much there so like nick was saying maybe a church or something that um we could go into um that'll help them teach them how to count money and um if there's a facility where if you have like a um a, um stove or, or refrigerator, what have you, teach them life skills and how to cook, preparing them so when they do get old enough and ready to venture out on their own, they'll be prepared. It's a lot of things that you all can do to be involved in, in, in this. We're looking for sponsors. As we talk about volunteer opportunities and the need for um, you know people to physically help, to be there physically, transportation comes to mind. Is that something that is in need? And talk about that. Yes. Uh, what way, shape, and form would transportation be useful? And I'm gonna tell you that's a good good point, Nick, because God has put so much in my in my spirit to do, and I'm looking actually looking for a van, a cheap van that I can purchase so I can go and get some of uh, you know some of the special need adults because a lot of their parents they work and and that's the biggest thing transportation a lot of them just don't have transportation I know this young man named Eric he lives in Portland Tennessee his mother works and she's limited to things that she would want her son to do, but it's not a lot out there because she ha she she has to work, and Eric is pretty much just at home throughout the day because there's no transportation, and he's uh, he has autistic, and he's so very smart, and it's really not transportation is a big one, mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, for folks who may not know Carol, and I'll, I'll brag on you a little bit, uh, just a couple weeks ago on your radio show, somebody had called in and, and didn't have a ride to church, and before they could even finish their sentence, you had offered and told them you're going to take them. So, um, you know, for folks who are, who are thinking, you know, this is this is a lot, and, um, you know, Carol is, is walking the walk, I, I will say. Um, you know, this is all stuff that, that you do and are not asking people to do in place of you doing it, but to help out while you, you do it and, and continue to build and help. So um, transportation is a need. Um, that's a great way to volunteer. Um, a space is needed. We're talking about maybe a church space. Do we need to make an office? Do we need a, a banquet kind of room or an office, something big, something small? Uh, well, right now we only have like eight, but I know it's going to grow as people listening to this. So we're just praying that whatever's out there, we'll just work with whatever is out there. If somebody, I mean, 
a church. I mean, I can't be picky because right now we don't really have nothing other than, you know, the library. So, mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure there's people out there that are listening to this and thinking, um, you know, maybe there's something that I can help with. And throw that number out one more time while we're, while we're on the topic because – uh, I always tell people if you if you ever question yourself, well, maybe I'm not the person for the job. Maybe maybe I can't help in the way they're asking. That's just not true. Everybody can make an impact. What's a good way to contact you? 615-554-4486. Or you could reach Dick at 615-893-1450. And certainly if you get a hold of us at the radio station, absolutely, we can get you, get you in contact with Carol. And, uh, well, they can always find you Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. right here at the radio station as well. So... A um, couple more things I wanted to run by. You mentioned T-shirts as a, as a great way to raise funds for this program. Talk about those T-shirts. How can folks get them? And if Miss T's listening, I think I told you this before, a lady who has a show shortly after yours on Sundays was actually looking at your shirt and wanted one. So what's a great way for folks to get these shirts? And this is a small way but an effective way to help. Right. And like I said, God put it in my spirit to um, have a fundraiser for the adults. Um, um, my number six one five. Five five four 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 eight six. I do have some T-shirts on hand, and if I don't have your size, I have, I have T-shirts, so it don't, won't take long to make. Um, but like I said, um, that would be very helpful if you would try to purchase one to have an impact um, with these young teens and young adults. And again, you know, folks that think maybe you know they can't help because they don't have the time, they don't have the resources. Something small as purchasing a T-shirt. Uh, it does make a difference, and that's that's all helping. And what is the price for those T-shirts uh, for folks who are wondering? They're twenty dollars. Wonderful, wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, Carol, we just got a couple minutes left here. Um, outreach Ministries, the name of the show on Sunday mornings. And as I'm learning, just with everybody else, there's a lot more to Outreach Ministries. So, oh, yes. um, you know, the idea is to empower and you know help these young adults with special needs to get out there, uh, meet people work on social skills, work on new skills, life skills, cooking, cleaning, things we take for granted. But you know, as we talked about, you look back at the pandemic and many of us were sitting at home twiddling our thumbs all day. Well, imagine that as a new reality and that's that's what we're trying to get rid of and we're trying to help folks uh, move on from. So um, looking for donations, looking to, you know for folks to buy these shirts with proceeds going back to Outreach Ministries, looking for maybe somebody with a van, somebody that has a little extra time can you know, help out with transportation looking for a workspace. I mean, all these things are are needed. And uh, as you're getting started and building this, these are all things we'll need. So if anybody out there, um, you know, thinks they might be able to help, you got Carol's number, you have the number here at the radio station. Um, Finally, I wanted to ask you about sponsors for the show. And this is kind of the last leg we wanted to make sure we talk about what kind of sponsors are we looking for for the show and how could they help and, and promote outreach ministries? So we're looking for sponsors for, like Nick was saying, for transportation, for um if you have a business that you would like to um give these folks a chance so they can maybe work a couple hours a week um a catering service or whatever just to have an impact on their lives so i'm not being picky so whatever you have if you're listening any little bit will help And when you mention uh, working in the community, I know we're in Murfreesboro currently. Um, you work and live in Smyrna. I have family in Antioch. So are we talking about the greater Nashville area, maybe greater Murfreesboro area is kind of where you're working and where you're helping? Well, right now, like I said before the pandemic hit, um, I was in the Antioch area, the library there. So we're talking from Nashville to Murfreesboro, Smyrna, all 
over we want to just try to reach as many as possible we don't want to single anybody out because we're going to get that van i'm praying and in, in claiming it and we're going to reach out to everybody it's not just in this area so i could see this growing but we do need we need help well these are the first steps and uh, the beginning steps to getting this thing going but carol i got all the faith in the world you'll get that done and hopefully this helps a little bit and uh you know folks that want to learn more listen in sunday mornings at six from six to seven um always taking calls a very lively hour early in the morning so you're mentioning if folks would like to be a sponsor for the show uh reach out give carol a call get a hold of us with the radio station ask for carol we know her we'll uh, we'll get you in touch with her so any final thoughts before we let you go carol i wanted to thank you again for coming on and if you could finish up with the contact information please Yes, and also um, in the near future, I pray that shortly here I'm working on a food truck and um, trying to um, get that going. That's really going to bring in some jobs for them, and we'll be all over. So I'm praying that that's going to take place. Um, Again, I'm looking for sponsors. If you know anybody that... Uh, has a used food truck or anybody out there that can get me in contact with someone with a food truck this is going to bring many jobs to our community and to the people with special needs that's sitting in a house pretty much doing nothing this is going to have an impact on their family lives and you know this is like i said so dear to my heart i could be reached at 615-554-4486 all right. Well, thank you so much, Carol. Thank you for your time this morning on this Friday. And uh, and uh, as we wrap up this morning, we did have Montel Carol's son joining us. Um, and tell us your name. Um, hi, Montel. Well, good morning, Montel. First time here at the radio station. So that is the uh, first of many radio appearances we'll have from Montel down the road. But uh, thank you for that. Thank you, Carol, for uh, giving us a few minutes this morning. Always a pleasure to catch up. We'll see you Sunday morning. Yes, And sir. Uh, anybody that you know thinks they want to help could be a part of this, wants to help. There's uh, you know more than enough demand and enough need. So you know, reach out and uh, be a part of something great. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're joined by Matthew Gillespie of the TSSAA to discuss what was a great, great year. 2020, rough on high school athletes. 2021, shown some bright spots. We'll talk about the TSSAA when we come back here on News Radio WGNS. Are you tired of constantly spending money on sprays and other things to control mosquitoes around your home? If so, come by Holden Hardware and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. When used properly, the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators will kill mosquitoes. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. This year, make mosquito control easier and cheaper. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. 
When the game starts, the betting doesn't stop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Live betting is fast-paced and gives you a chance to pick up some value as the game unfolds. Whether you're looking to find plus money opportunities, hedge your bets, or invest more in your favorites, live betting at Bet Rivers delivers an exciting sports betting experience. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed. And in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Do you hear my computer career ads and think, I don't know anything about computers? Well, you don't have to. Before starting, many graduates could turn a computer on and off. And that's it. Now they're IT pros. You could do it too. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new life in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. Now is a great time to consider flea and tick protection for your pet. We carry a full line of flea and tick products for dogs, cats, rabbits, and ferrets. We also carry a variety of hard-to-find products for your specialty pets. So if you need a pouch for your sugar glider or food for your hedgehog, come see us at Animal City. You can find Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hummingbird Hill is Smyrna's newest apartment home community for people 62 and older. Located at 443 Mason Tucker Drive. I'll be there for the open house on Wednesday from 8 to 5 for food, fun, prizes, and a tour. Hummingbird Hill, 615-220-1873. Income restrictions apply. Background and credit check required. Hummingbird Hill is an equal opportunity provider. Welcome back in. Right now, the time, 8.40. And we thank Carol, our first guest this morning. Lots of information for outreach ministries. If you'd like to help and be a part of that, certainly there is room. I'm looking for help in a few different ways. And, uh, you know, certainly Carol walking the walk and talking the talk. I mentioned she, uh, you know, spends spends a lot of time on this project and, uh, you know, would, would just be grateful for anybody who would like to help her out and uh, be a part of that. It could be something as light as providing transportation, um, you know, looking for donations. Uh, they do need a work van that she's looking to purchase and uh, bring aboard, which will certainly help things out. But uh, great lady. And you can catch her again this Sunday at 6 o'clock on our Sunday religious broadcast, uh, Outreach Ministries from 6 to 7. So give her a call. Call the show in. They do live calls and music and giveaways and all sorts of fun stuff. All righty, we move on now to our second guest this morning, and that is Assistant Executive Director Matthew Gillespie with the TSSAA. Matthew, good morning. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I noticed that this is this is kind of something silly. I noticed uh, for whenever I'm talking to you on the phone, it's Matt. Whenever I talk to you on the air, it's Matthew. Do you have a preference? I don't know. I just noticed I kind of go 50-50 on that. <laughs> I get called both. Uh, Matthew is my name, so I, you know, I'm, I'm good either way, honestly. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. I wanted to, uh, you know, chat about a couple things, and we can kind of work our way through the timeline. Is uh, you know, this time last year, uh, 
high school sports kind of up in the air, right? We weren't really sure where we were going, and a lot of the tournament was cut short. Um, a lot of high school athletes were maybe seniors at that point in time and looking forward to that last run of uh, you know tournament play, and it got cut short. And you guys at that time, I remember we chatted, and you said, we're going to do everything we can do to, to right the ship and get this back on course. But safety was, you know, the, the one and only concern. That has been, um, you know, the conversation for many different entities and outlets as far as trying to do events is how can we do so safely? So fast forward to 2021, you guys did an awesome job this year. We were broadcasting the games here on the station pretty much all day. Um, that was, that was kind of interesting as we had our producers in here early and pretty much all through the, uh, through the evening and uh, really enjoyed the broadcasts and uh, being able to have high school sports back. I know our listeners would, would say the same as, uh, you know, high school sports so important to our listening audience and folks here in Middle Tennessee. And, um, you know, this, this was a huge, uh, a huge success this year. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to you. How did last year and this year look different? And, you know, what were some exciting highlights of this year compared to maybe last year when things were a little disappointing there at the end for, uh, you know, for folks watching and participating? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, this time last year, I mean, we were in a very rough spot. Um, we had just finished what, you know, should have been at the place where we had finished spring fling. And, of course, when uh, the pandemic hit, we had to cancel. You know, the governor had shut down schools. We didn't know where we were at. It was in the middle of the basketball tournaments. And uh, those got halted short, and we were just kind of in a waiting period. And then it got to the point to where everything got shut down. So we had no spring sports uh, last year. A couple of people got a weekend maybe, uh, but we certainly didn't have any championships. So those were the people that uh, I think that was the toughest spot is just losing that entire spring season, especially for those seniors. But, um, you know, and then we, we go forward to, you know, this point last year exactly, and – we had met with our board uh, numerous times, uh, emergency called meetings, and, you know, looking at where do we go from here. And, and you know, the, like you said, the, the most important goal was health and safety of uh, not only student-athletes but coaches and parents and anybody involved. And, and so it was a waiting period and kind of something, you know, we couldn't make a decision that would stick in place because we knew it was an ever-changing situation. So... Uh, our board over the summer last year had put in place some regulations that, that would put us in place to hopefully continue with high school athletics for, for the 21, I mean, the 2021 school year. And they had put those in place. And, and of course, it was something we had to be on watch and, and, and adjust as we went forward. And the fortunate thing was we were able to have uh, seasons and state championship events for every single sport. It wasn't ideal like we're all used to, but but the most important thing was we got them in. Uh, the kids were able to play. Uh, you know, we had to restrict attendance. There were safety protocols in place for everything. Uh, we had, uh, as far as an extreme, uh, we had our bowling state tournament, but we were not able to allow spectators due to the setup of, you know, just a bowling center and how close people are. And, uh, you know, our most important goal is to give the athletes the opportunity to participate and then that's first and foremost. So we were able to do that. Other sports like wrestling, we had to change the venue, uh, had to restrict the spectators tremendously. Uh, but, you know, you look at football, we had crowds. They weren't full stadiums, but uh, the kids got most of the games in, had some cancellations due to, um, you know, teams getting, you know, quarantined and things like that. And then you move on to, to indoor sports in the winter and, basketball and, and wrestling was certainly tough. And then we got to the spring and certainly, 
you know, you had the vaccines out there. Things were getting a little better. Spring sports moved forward more normal than than any other sport, and and you kind of go to where we were a couple weeks ago, and we had spring fling. We're able to remove a lot of restrictions, no mask requirements. It was certainly recommended, uh, and and we had great crowds. We had good weather, <laughs> which is always a good thing for spring fling. Uh, and, and we got all the championships in. So looking back over the year, the most important thing is the student athletes had the opportunity to participate. Uh, it wasn't in, in the look we like, you know, that we're all used to, but, but going forward, we're in a much better place right now than we were a year ago. That's for sure. Matthew Gillespie joining us, the assistant executive director with the TWSAA. Um, people talk about reading the temperature of a room. What was the temperature of the room for these events? Were folks excited? Um, you know, was there was there any kind of uh, sense of urgency based on, you know, last year things getting cut short and you say, you know, this year all things look to be a go, but, you know, we're just, I'm, I'm sure people were just so happy to be there and just so focused on the moment. Yeah, I think there was a lot of uncertainty, certainly, uh, not only, you know, season by season, but, you know, week by week and even day by day of, you know, are we going to get this in? Are we going to be able to play Friday night? Are we going to play basketball Tuesday? Things like that. So I think once you, once the games, once you got to the events and, and they were occurring, I think there was just a sense of relief. Uh, and, and, you know, there was some frustration out there and, 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 and maybe some parents or grandparents or, or a certain number of people that couldn't go to an event because either they didn't feel safe or, you know, hey, we had reached capacity. There were no more tickets available for, you know, a Friday night football game or, you know, basketball gym was, uh, you know, a district tournament. You know, they had reached capacity and couldn't go. But I think the most important thing, again, going back to that, is the student-athletes had the opportunity to participate. So there was a sense of relief overall when looking back at it. Uh, A lot of changes and adjustments folks had to make. But uh, I think it was just, you know, just people happy that these student athletes got the opportunity, especially seeing those uh, again, the seniors most importantly, but but all those in the spring last year that their seasons just got wiped out. So, uh, getting the per- the opportunity to participate was certainly uh, a positive thing. I know a lot of times, and and you know, you're no excuse as far as how busy you are, and you and everybody else involved is, you know, especially this year, probably working around the clock to make sure this, uh, you know, all worked out and fired properly. But uh, was there a certain moment during the, you know, the few weeks where you kind of stopped yourself, and maybe it was a conversation you had, or just uh, a scene, or a, a moment that you saw that you said, okay, you know, I think I think this is back to normal. This this feels good, and maybe you kind of caught yourself in that moment and just had a a moment of appreciation where you said. We did it. We got it. We got them back on the field. You know, it's not exactly how it was before. You mentioned uh, restricted crowd uh, limits, things like that. But uh, was there a moment when you kind of stopped and just basked in it and said, "Wait, we got it. We're back. This is wonderful. What a, what a, a reason to be happy." Yeah. The, um, sadly enough, that didn't occur until spring fling. Honestly, um, you know, throughout the entire year, you know, we were on edge just like everybody else. I mean, because of all the changes you had to put in place, uh, you're, you're used to your normal routine and, and planning and being at the events and how they look, and so many adjustments were made, um, you know, not only for the spectators and, and officials and, and participants, but, you know, for us as well, running the tournaments and being there. And, and, you know, we had to make a lot of adjustments, like at basketball. We had to put the media in a different area, and all we could allow on the floor were people doing radio broadcasts and, you're restricted and and could only allow so many fans in there. And so, you know, it was pretty stressful and, 
you know, but but you look at it and think, all right, these kids are out here doing what they want to do and love doing. And that was the important thing. But when you got to spring fling, when we got to that point, and and we really had no crowd restrictions and people weren't wearing masks and and the kids, it it felt normal. It, it really did at spring fling, and that's when we really first noticed it. And that's you know, sadly enough, uh, uh, more than a year after we started dealing with this, but also a sense of relief as well. And I talked to some people who were involved in at some of these games and involved in the tournaments, and they, you know, I said the student athletes kind of set the pace with their attitude. They were so excited to be there, uh, so ready to compete, and that kind of set the pace for the couple weeks. Would you agree with that? Were they just, you know, maybe when you look over and you see these kids, they've been training all year, and last year maybe their season got cut short, and you see them out there smiling and ready and with the team and fired up and ready to go. That's got to be uh, kind of help build momentum for you guys and say, you know what, we're doing this for them, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing and and do everything we can for these students. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just seeing the kids out there was, uh, you know, the, the ultimate goal. Uh, and, and to be able to achieve that on their behalf and, and have them out there, and, and that's what was most important. And, and I think a lot of people realize that, too. I mean, there, there was some frustration, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier with, you know, some fans not being able to, able to participate, I mean, be able to go and watch events in person and things like that. But, the over, overwhelming sense was, hey, these kids are getting the opportunity. So that they really did set the tone and just, you know, knowing that they had a full year of high school athletics uh, was, you know, the, the biggest positive of all of it. And, and, and seeing them out there participate was, you know, was, um, was, a, was a good thing for everybody. Well, on behalf of the station and our listening audience and all the folks out there, we uh, you know, really appreciate what you guys did to, to do everything in your power to make this happen. And uh, I say it again, we really enjoyed those broadcasts. It kind of just brought back some normalcy and kind of made you think, you know, this is this is what it used to be. There'd be high school games on all day long. And, uh, you know, we had some MTSU in the evening and just, you know, that, that sense of... Uh, you know, live action and things happening right here in Rutherford County is just such a good feeling, and you know that's that feels good to have back. Yeah, it's uh, well, it certainly was. It was a big group effort for sure, uh, to say the least. I mean, it. You know, we 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 had to work with so many entities, and and rightfully so. And you know, whether it's the the, the governor's office or the state department of health, and certainly we rely on the CDC guidelines that were in place. But the administrators at every member school across the state and, and, and their cooperation, uh, it, it, it was a big team effort for sure. I mean, and I know that's, you know, kind of a common phrase when, when people talk about getting things like this done, but, but it, it was more true to the sense than anything uh, in this situation. So, you know, it's, you know and, and it trickles on down to, to everybody else as well, not only the administrators, but the coaches and the student athletes and uh, people at facilities that that we use for state events. I mean, everybody was so flexible and understanding, and and they did what they felt needed to be done and what we asked them to do to to get these events in and give these students the opportunity. I was on the website this morning, and I I'll be honest, I had to kind of stop myself because I was getting distracted. I had to get things ready for the radio show this morning. But uh, on your guys' website, TSSAsports.com, there is a classic broadcast 24-7 button. You just click it, listen now. And I thought this was kind of cool because it goes back, and there's some pictures you can see as well, but it uh, goes back and kind of uh, shows you some of the old broadcasts, kind of uh, you know, what it was like 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And then I thought to myself, well, how long have these guys been around? 95 years, is that right? Yeah, it, uh, the association began in uh, 1925, and it's uh, been going ever since. So we are coming up on 
a hundred years. We're looking at a lot of uh, special things, trying to uh, look in events, even though it is a good few years away, but there's a lot of planning into going into that and uh, looking at historical uh, archives and records and you know stories and, and different things we can put together uh, you know, to help celebrate a hundred years of high school athletics in the state of Tennessee. Certainly high school athletics has been going longer than that, but, but as an association, uh, to, to be around for that long, it's uh, you know one, one of the longest state associations in existence in the country. There's certainly a few that were that were around a little before we were formed, but uh, but yeah, it's a special thing coming up, and uh, there's been a lot of memories over 100 years for sure. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some things we, you know that get left out, but uh, you know we'll rely on fans and you know media and historians and things like that to to kind of try to put some together put together some memories and, and, and reflect on uh, how special high school athletics has been in Tennessee uh, for, for nearly a century now. And I think when people look back at the history of the TSSAA high school sports in general and, and for a lot of different things, they're going to look at the year 2020. Would you agree that that might have been maybe one of the biggest roadblocks of the history of the TSSAA as far as you know things that you guys had to overcome and deal with and work through? Um, I would say uh, the COVID-19 outbreak and the quarantining and that might might be, if not the biggest, one of the biggest uh, roadblocks, obstacles you guys have had to face. Now to year 2021, you guys say most of that's behind us and we're looking forward to even a better year next year. That's got to be a great feeling. It is. Uh, certainly, it's. I, I'd say without a doubt, um, reflecting back, and certainly I haven't been around for the 100 years, but knowing the history of the association, uh, I, I'd say you can make an argument it was one of the biggest things, if not the biggest. Uh, and there's certainly a lot of things uh, that the association has dealt with. I mean, and going back to you know the inclusion of uh, of girls' sports and and how that developed over the years, and uh, and you look at uh, integration and and everything that happened in the '60s and how forward the association was uh, with that and. Uh, that, that there's a lot of you know important historical things that did occur over the over those hundred years, but uh, the, the pandemic right here, uh, we're on the heels of it and, and still in the midst of it. Uh, to be honest, uh, we're we're not 100 percent in the clear, but we are getting back to normal uh, as as people remember. But uh, yeah, it'll certainly be one thing with an asterisk on it that uh, people look back, uh, whether it's you know the past five years, ten years, fifty or a hundred. Uh, that it's one situation that will be remembered for a long, long time. That's right, and just thankful we had a good team, uh, you know, together at that time to to work through that. So uh, thank you guys again, and thank you for your time this morning, Matt. Any final thoughts before we let you go? Um, And, again, just always a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me, Nick. Always good to join you. and. You know, it's uh, we're having a much better conversation than we were a year ago probably at this time. So, uh, you know, it's certainly good to look forward at at what we think will be uh, getting back to to normalcy as much as we can. And, uh, you know, you know, situations like this, it's it's something you can never prepare for. But 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 having gone through this, I think everybody, not just high school athletics, but everything we dealt with in life over the past year plus has uh, put everybody and, you know, giving everybody a different perspective and, 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 you know, maybe you are a little more prepared if something similar to this happens in the future uh, to how you can deal with it. And uh, But, yeah, it's it's just good to, good to kind of have high school athletics back the way we used to remember it. And going forward, hopefully, we'll be in, have a more normal year this upcoming year than, than we dealt with this past year. All righty, looking forward to that. Matthew Gillespie, Assistant Executive Director with the TSSAA, our second guest on the Action Line this morning. Uh, Matt, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be catching up soon.
Thanks, Nick. Good uh, talk to you. All right. Well, that is just a, uh, a breath of fresh air, right? Get uh, get those kids back out on the field playing and just, uh, you know, a little bit at a time, things getting back to normal, and it just it feels good. All righty, Truman Jones coming up with some live music here, and that's another thing we were missing for a period of time was uh, Truman's live music, but that is back. Uh, Johnny B and the boys warming up. They'll be live at Adams Place this morning, so stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. News Radio, WGNS, Murfreesboro, the voice of Rutherford County, and the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. The courthouse clock shows it's 9 o'clock. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. 